Welcome to another edition of the Cuz I Have To podcast when living your dream is the only option. I believe we're at episode 128. How'd we get here? I don't know. <laughs> we I recently have no idea. <laughs> we recently got tattoos in honor of our beloved dog Rayla, who died late last year. And I had been following this tattoo artist, Kiki Filigree, on Instagram. She's in Newport Beach, California. She specializes in neo-traditional style tattooing. So we, I guess we should show our tattoos. Jason. I know. It's kind of hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, we also we posted um, videos of the tattoos when they were fresh. She's 27 years old. We're going to find out how she got into tattooing, what it's like to be a woman in a male-dominated field, what inspires her most. Kiki Filigree, welcome to the program. Hi, Julie. Hi, Jason. Thank you so much for having me on here today. Very yeah. excited. Oh, it's really great to meet you guys when I did the tattoo. Thank you for inviting me on. I've never done a podcast before, so this is definitely different for me. <laughs> oh, we like to have newbies. That's going to yeah. be good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to find out more about Kiki coming up in just a bit. We made it to season three of the Cause I Have To podcast. When living your dream is the only option. We're your hosts. I'm Julie Slater. And I'm Jason Friday. We'll be chatting with guests and each other about facing your fears and going for it in life. We hope to inspire you to live your dreams. Now let's get to it. And we're back. Kiki Filigree, welcome again. Isn't this a comfortable, is this a safe space? <laughs> yeah, is this safe? We try to make it a safe space. Yeah, it was really exciting. So has it been two weeks since we got our tattoos? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's been over two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they're healing nicely. They're uh, we have to keep, you know, they were getting pretty dry. Gotta keep gotta keep moisturizing. Keep, keep moisturizing. Them, yeah. yeah. That's right. But they seem like they How really... do you guys like that product? Yeah, really it's good. nice. What is it called it's again? Yeah. It's a, uh Eco. Eco. It's a EKO. It's a tattoo aftercare. It has a really nice scent. Oh my god. Kind of has I love the smell. Yeah, yeah. What is what are all the scents going on in there? It's actually naturally derived scents that come from the flowers and essential oils in the product. So there's no artificial smells or anything. So love That's that cool. about it. Yeah. It's really gentle on the skin. Glad you guys like it. Yeah. Yeah, really absolutely. Nice. It is gentle. It feels nice. It's like soothing almost. Yeah, I guess that's the point. That's the goal. Yeah. So you've been tattooing uh, for, it's funny, when we first were, we were getting tattoos in Michigan. We were supposed to get, like, a bunch of us were just going to a place to get tattoos. But I was always looking at, like, how long someone's been tattooing. And there was one shop, like, they've barely been tattooing. But you've been tattooing like, not that long, two and a half years, right? Yeah. Yeah. But July, I, I believe, will be my three years. But looking nice. at your Instagram and looking at all your tattoos, I'm not even sure. We think it might be from our friend Greg, but I'm not even sure how I found you. But I just absolutely loved your work. Uh, your Instagram, is it just Kiki Filigree? Is that your yeah. mm -hmm. name on there? If you want to check out some of her work, we'll be posting some pictures as well. Really, really love uh, what you do. So tell us, I guess, first, the biggest your biggest passion in life. I, I guess drawing, but also how that led into tattooing. Yeah. So um, I guess it's always been like a lifelong dream of really any artist um, from childhood to do art as a career. 
Um, so I've been very fortunate to have this career path before me. Because growing up, yeah, I mean, for as long as I can remember, um, I've always kind of had a pencil and paper in front of me and uh, always been drawn to drawing. (laughs) I um, really, that's, I don't know. As a little kid, I always envisioned myself as like doing animation or illustration of some sort. So I never quite envisioned I'd become a tattoo artist. And like you were saying, you know, it used to be a very male-dominated industry. So it kind of really never thought realistically like, oh yeah, I'll be a tattoo artist when I grow up, you know. Um, Definitely was intimidating to think about that. Um, But yeah, one thing led to another. Um, Definitely helps, like I had a friend in the industry. Um, He ended up taking me on as his apprentice. And um, so that was like a really great opportunity in itself. And yeah, Yeah. from there, I just kind of started to, yeah, get more involved in the industry. And that happened, started in 2018. When I started my apprenticeship. Cool. Then how did like what led you what got you interested, I guess, in tattooing over anything else? Well, um, initially I suppose I actually wanted to be a graphic designer when I went into school. So I have a four year degree um in marketing and my goal is to use that to kind of get myself into graphic design field. I think when I realized that I didn't want to create art for a company or you know kind of have someone controlling my art you know same with like animation even you know you you're you're building someone else's vision I wanted to have the freedom to create what I want to create and you know I do work with clients and I do I do turn their visions into tattoos and bring them to life but I feel like there's a more intimate personal like one-on-one experience when I'm working directly with my client and it's just like the two of us kind of creating this idea. Um, sure. That definitely was really cool to think about. Um, yeah, so essentially just the freedom of your art. Having that in, too, it's not something a lot of people are graced with, I suppose. A lot, it's really hard to find an apprenticeship. So having someone you know that I was friends with that saw my potential as a tattoo artist and, you know, Um, welcome to take me on was also I saw that as like an opportunity I could not surpass and like a sign sign from the universe yeah yeah Yeah, it was definitely um you know I was doing my last semester of college I was doing an internship and I was working in an office and I just really did not enjoy it <laughs> and I was like what how much more different will it be even if I'm doing art in an office setting I don't know I just I immediately was like I gotta do this so <laughs> why would not why would working in an office not be fun <laughs> you're like this doesn't vibe with me it was just yeah what do I do yeah. I'm kidding. I mean it doesn't help I was working at like city government <laughs> it's oh really gosh. not my vibe <laughs> But yeah, it definitely put things in perspective for me. I really started to think about what do I want to do long term? What what am I going to be happy doing? Am I just making decisions to make other people happy? Or am I making decisions that will make myself happy? And at the time, you know, I'm like, I'm young. You know, I don't have really anyone to take care of but myself. So this is the time to figure it out. So sure. Yeah. Then I decided to go for it. When did you get your first tattoo? Uh, Literally right after I turned 18. (laughs) So nice. Well, I was always eager to get tattooed. What design was it? 
if you don't mind sharing was it <laughs> something you can talk about it, yeah no it's um so at the time you know I didn't know much about the industry so I brought in a drawing which now I'm like you know I definitely feel guilty thinking back because I know when people do that it makes me in a, I'll describe that later, but yeah. uh, I brought in a drawing and the artist, she was super sweet and, she, you know, she did a great job. She was about as far into tattooing as I am now, if I remember correctly. Um, so she did it. She did a great job um, doing the design I drew. I just, it was just a line work of an owl with the, like a, he's holding like a hourglass. <laughs> yeah. Um, I never got, went back to finish it. I kind of, there's reasons why I'm like looking back, like I wish I didn't bring in my own design. I didn't know how to design a tattoo back then. <laughs> um, I'm actually currently in the process of getting it removed right now. Oh, wow. But yeah, that was my first tattoo. So, you know, I learned a lot since then. <laughs> getting a tattoo removal, like way worse than getting a tattoo. It's so painful, right? It's pretty painful. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm glad I'm experiencing it because, you know, I do recommend it to some clients. Some clients, there's really not another choice unless they want to do blackout work. So me going through it myself, I can definitely maybe better prepare people for what to expect. But it yeah. is pretty painful. The saving grace is that it is quick. Oh, that's so nice. it does not last as long as a tattoo. But it is very painful. For that, I would recommend numbing before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No kidding. Yeah, I have a buddy that just literally, quite literally, blacked out his entire body. Oh my god! I mean, he's had he's had tattoos like covered his whole body, and now he's totally blacked out, even like up to his yeah. He's he's the he's he's uh he's the singer of Falling in Reverse. I've known him for for many years. I don't know if you know that band, but yeah, he's uh so yeah yeah definitely listen to him a little yeah (laughs) yeah right exactly. It's crazy to see like what he went from to now. It's like whoa, what? Um, but you know, hey, that's what like think like you said like things change uh, and you kind of look at the past and you kind of well maybe I could uh, remove or cover or or whatever is easiest, right? So. Yeah, and you know the blackout style is actually becoming more popular as of recent. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's popularized by like, you know, more and more people wanting to change what they have on their body. Um, I'm seeing people get blackout work even not over old tattoos. Yeah. 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 So there's definitely been a growth in that. But then again, too, like tattooing in general has definitely become a lot more common. You know, in the past decade. You see oh, a lot yeah. more people tattoos. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think the first blacked out any tattoo I've seen was the bass player of uh, Rage Against the Machine. Do you remember that guy? He was uh, his his like half of his arm was just totally black, and it's uh-huh. like, whoa, what? What is that? But that was you know he probably did that what twenty years ago or more even. So it's kind of wild to see that. Yeah. When do you think that all started? Anybody know? Like someone just deciding to black out an arm or something. <laughs> And I have no I idea. I think it's been for a while, yeah. I don't Has know. it? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Not not a lot of people do, but yeah, now it's becoming more popular. You know, it's kind of, to me, I didn't know a lot about tattooing. And I guess, well, my first tattoo I took, like, it was like a shark symbol from a aquarium. But I think I just brought that picture, and I feel like I probably just copied it. But then the second tattoo I got, 
that's when I learned not every tattoo artist can draw. And it was actually pretty upsetting because I just brought an idea of like, oh, I drew this star and I wanted my cat's name Karma. And really this woman couldn't do anything. You know, it was weird. So how many, do you think there's a lot, like you don't want someone bringing you a picture, but but yet I feel like there's a lot of tattoo artists that maybe that's all they do is take a photo and redo it. Is that is there like yeah, a that... thing in the industry you guys talk about at your meetings, private meetings? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about any private meetings, but yeah, there's definitely like more conversations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> being talked about on social media. Um, I'm definitely seeing a lot more artists like be more open about certain like topics. But from what I see and from what I experience, I, I think that um, because the industry is changing uh so much so fast that there is kind of a split between different types of shops so you have walk-in shops where artists will generally just kind of take any design or they have flash and they'll tattoo the design on multiple people that's kind of the point of flash um so you have that it's kind of like the more traditional setting for a tattoo shop and then um with the growth of social media you're getting more i guess different artists specializing in certain styles and, um, you know, artists that like, like with my goal in mind is to have creative freedom and to be able to draw. So that's why, like, if someone brings me in a photo, I'm going to be like, okay, well, we're going to need to schedule this out because I'm going to need time to draw it because I'm going to draw my own version of it or something inspired by it. Um, sure. So, yeah, there's definitely shops that will, you know, like if someone brings in like a drawing they did, they'll duplicate it. But I think... That can definitely get tricky if you don't know who you're going to before you go in to get yeah. tattooed. I think right. it's important for clients to understand the, their artists and like who they're going to before getting permanently marked by them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I liked one of yours. One of my favorite tattoos of yours is the it's two big flowers. I think they're very colorful. But I liked, I think it was, if I'm right, someone brought in like a sketch their kid did and then you like reimagined it as a tattoo anyway it was pretty yeah neat. so that's a cool yeah. idea too someone could bring in a drawing but for you to reimagine it put your own yeah, yeah. exactly yeah because i mean they want to bring in an idea of course of what you know that they have yeah that piece was fun actually because um she sent me um because i you know i have people fill out forms on the website to convey their idea to me um Sorry if you hear my dog drinking water in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, so she sent me the pictures that her kids had drawn of flowers. And, you know, they're like these little crayon drawings. And I think I actually included the original drawing with her permission on my Instagram post. Um, so I had asked her because, you know, some people, they want it exactly replicated. So I told her, I was like, hey, I am just so you know, I will redraw this in a way that I think will look great as a tattoo and, you know, flow best with your body at the point she wanted it on her forearm. So I wanted to shape it to where it'd fill her forearm nicely and she was all for it. And then um, she came in, I showed her the design and she was happy with it. And yeah, but yeah, that was definitely a lot of fun to kind of reimagine like an idea that collectively her kids had come up with. Yeah, that's cool. And it's, yeah, it's a beautiful. We'll definitely post pics of that. It's a beautiful tattoo. Oh, yeah. It's so Thank you. Incredible. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I just love that you 
you're not just a tattoo artist like you're an artist so like you're creative and you literally go well let me see where do you want this cool let me envision what i could like mock up for that area you know what i mean and you just kind of go i mean i don't know i just feel like that's so much more in depth and cool <laughs> than just like <laughs> what do you, you want cool let's where do you yeah sure let's put it there all right da, 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 <laughs> yeah you know, you know, and some people want artists like that too, though. Sure. You know, there's definitely there's definitely different markets, right, in the tattoo industry. Because some people just yeah. want a quick tattoo. Um, but yeah, for me, I'm like, I want this to be like, you know, let's not take walk-in appointments. I schedule them out because I want to take the time to, you know, design it and make it something that we're both like excited about. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I mean, I'm not bashing tattoo artists. I love what oh, no, all I of you do. I just think there's different styles. <laughs> I mean, to me, honestly, right. it was pretty shocking to me when I learned that I do think some tattoo artists do not draw. Like, I think they've just learned <laughs> how to, not yeah. that copying something and tattooing it is a skill, but it was just interesting to to be like, oh, wow, I, I just kind of assumed every tattoo artist was like an amazing, right. they could draw really well. Yeah. Um, what would you say, like when you were growing up, do you, did the people around you support? Because I can imagine growing up and you love to draw, people could be, you know, very, oh, that's cute. What are you going to do for a living? You know, people, yeah. I don't know if moms <laughs> and dads are like, you can totally make a living drawing. You know what I mean? Like, how was that yeah. growing up? Yeah, there was definitely this tone that was like, that's a really nice hobby, you know? Um <laughs> I definitely felt a little discouraged um, growing up. I mean, like, there were people that were, like, always telling me. Like, I was, like, known as, like, I guess I was, like, the artist because I went to a really small school. So I think people who knew me kind of, if they knew anything about me, it was that I was I was good at drawing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, so I really got a little encouragement in that way. But when I came down to when I talked about what I want to do for the future, there was definitely a tone of, like, Oh yeah, that's you know I heard the term starving artist a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, classic, classic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What about the and, reputation? Know, oh, go ahead. Oh no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, what about the reputation of like being a tattoo artist? Like when I, you know, me being in the music industry as a DJ, you know, my mom was like, musicians do drugs, <laughs> like <laughs> like the tattoo world. You know, yeah. How do you feel? I definitely. Yeah, go ahead. I definitely feel like, um, you know, when I first told my parents, my parents are pretty, like, they're pretty, very supportive of me now. Um, I feel like at first there was kind of this, like, oh, that's, you're going to do that, you know? <laughs> I think everyone kind of had that, you know, they didn't want to overstep and say, don't do that, but they definitely had this, like, cautious, like, mindset. Like, oh, I don't know if they didn't think it would pan out well. Sure. Um, but I think as time went on, you know, I definitely put whatever I could into it. And I think over time that starts to show people, like, that I'm serious about it. At the same time, when I became an, I became an apprentice in 2018, I feel like there was already, like, a shift happening, too. With, like, you know, female artists that already entered the industry and they were changing the industry, you know, they definitely, you know, have had 
the worst of it in some cases. And, you know, because them, they paved the way for artists like me to come into the industry. And I guess the whole dynamic changed because, like, I understand the concern when you first say, hey, I'm going to be a tattoo artist and I'm a female, you know, because there is this stigma, you know, like, oh, this is a male-dominated industry. And, like, you know, there's some... You know, you hear things that happen and, sure. you know, it, it can be nerve, nerve wracking. But I honestly like, you know, I've had a pretty pleasant experience. Um, and I think a lot of that is credited to who I've been apprenticed by, because I think there are people that have kind of like an older, older school mind state on things. But definitely helps having the support of other women. And, you know, there's other male artists, too, that are very supportive of women in the industry. So that's definitely helped transition. And I think that's helped ease the worry, especially with like my parents, you know, they're seeing me grow in this and now they're very supportive of it. So that was kind of the overall tone. It it took time, but it definitely changed. Would you say that Kat Von D was like a positive? She's like one of the first. I know she's overblown into all different things, but I feel like she may have represented. I don't know that I saw a lot of female tattoo artists in the media anyway. Yeah, there's definitely been, like, a long history of female artists, too, like, long before Kat Von D, but definitely with, like, you know, she had, like, I think she had, like, a reality TV show. Right. That, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I would say that would have changed the industry for women. I have my own opinions on reality TV with tattooing. Sure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's reality though, right? (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. I definitely like got, you know, oh my God, you're like, are you going to be like Kat Von D? I think at some point it was like, okay, there are more than Kat Von D's in the tattoo industry. There's a lot of women of, you know, value that just not as, famous (laughs) or they're you know from decades ago so yeah i mean some of the greatest drawings i saw i remember almost 20 years ago was this uh woman she was like so cool so like had dreads and and totally looked like this old school raver chick and when you see her drawings and like how kind she was she'd be like hello welcome (laughs) and you'd see these drawings and you're like how do you even do that that's impossible like you are beyond incredible it's insane Yeah, it's not a. It was called a devil doll tattoo. It was on Ventura in Studio City. Um, she, I think she tattooed Sean. I didn't get to get tattooed by her because, yeah, yeah um, I think that studio shut down a long time ago. But yeah. But uh, looking at the timeline of you becoming an apprentice and all that, I know we talked a little bit about it while we were there. I mean, you became an apprentice, and you're probably like just starting out, and then COVID hits. Like the tattoo industry yeah. had to be so hurt by all that how did that work out i mean no i mean yeah it was hard a lot of shops like across the country failed for sure not their fault they can't work you know and they're you know they still have to pay rent um make a living you know (laughs) sure yeah for us like there's definitely like you guys are in la right yeah so there's definitely more tight restrictions you know i'm in the newport beach they're kind of like not as enforcing of those yeah, restrictions. Yeah. COVID so who? it was kind of like a weird period of time. Like I, I stepped away from going to the shop for a few months, you know, just getting COVID was, was scary. We don't know what was going on. Um, we wanted to be safe. Once I started like, cause I was working at a restaurant at the time. Um, so once my restaurant started having us come back, 
at that point, I would take like someone every so often. Like I started with like people I just people I knew already, mm-hmm. um, just so I can keep you know going at it because I was literally at the very end of my apprenticeship. So that kind of transitioned me, and it was really weird because tattoo shops were one of the last things to open, and it was frustrating because you know, like I said, I work in a restaurant and. You know, you hope all restaurants are on top of everything, hygienic, and it's, you know, there's people that, you know, they half-ass it. So sure. the tattoo shop, you're one-on-one with a client, and every all the, you know, everything we have is either disposable or you clean it with maticide or cavicide. All these things kill, like, coronavirus and, uh, you know, the really strong disinfectants. So it's very frustrating to see, like, we weren't allowed to be open and I was right. going to a restaurant. And I literally had like customers like coughing on me while I had food <laughs> in their <laughs> mouth. And I'm just like, well, if I'm going to get it, it's probably not going to be when I'm like with a client one on one wearing a mask and gloves. Right. You know, right. they're wearing a mask. You know, I definitely had the mask policy for a while. But yeah, it it was definitely odd. And it definitely felt like I was doing something wrong by taking clients on later on 2020 you know I definitely had this like kind of like guilt on me but it was also like you know what what can I do you know I don't want to just stay at the restaurant and be at a standstill you know and I think I think a lot of artists kind of got to that point where we're just like like I need to you know I need to keep doing this so sure yeah definitely it definitely added a weird like when people ask me how long how long I've been actually tattooing like you know even before I graduated my apprenticeship I'm like I started like at the end of 2019 and then all this stuff happens, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Yeah, it is. It is funny, like you saying that. Like tattoo shops are more hygienic than literally as much as like a dentist is, who's putting their hands in. You'd your hope mouth. so, at least. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you'd <laughs> hope so. Sure, of yeah. course. There's some shops where you're like, holy moly, but I mean, for the most part, <laughs> you know, like really, it's it's clean. I mean, when we went into your spot, it was everything. Just every little thing. Yeah, you thing. have a really nice um, location. I know. Thank also you. very, just the setup and the design of all the stuff. Yeah, really nice. it's got a nice little feel there. Nice yeah. vibe. Yeah. 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 Do, do you ever have, to get comfortable. Do you yeah. ever have people come in and they have like a terrible tattoo idea and you're just like, no, I can't do this? Um, <laughs> I mean, I try not to shame ideas. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think when it, by terrible, I think it's more of like, unrealistic <laughs> yeah. yeah like i because i don't i don't take walk-ins but we used to get you know walk-in clients and you know when i was starting out i would i would take him take him on if i had time available he was more of like the people who wanted to do like an entire sleeve in a sitting and i'm like that's yeah that's not gonna happen <laughs> that's <but> not <laughs> by the way that's that's can, not how we it can works. do a consultation <laughs> for that right now but <laughs> so I guess in that way, that's a terrible idea because it's definitely a red flag if someone's okay is that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know if people understand understand how long tattoos can take. I mean, for for me, two and a half hours was like okay. I'm I, I'm done. I don't know how people yeah. sit through. Did you tell us once that did you do an eleven hour sitting with somebody? Is it you or how? Yeah. What's the longest you've done? Was it eleven? I think it's ten to eleven. Yeah. yeah that is. Those are. That's a grind. Those are fun and brutal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very brutal. Holy moly. Wow. Yeah. I definitely have had done my favorite pieces during those sessions, you know, because I can take the time and just do like a big piece. And it's very satisfying when we're done. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely for my client too. like my clients. Some of them just 
wow, I can't believe how well they sit for that time. And it definitely encourages me to keep going. Yeah. Then we're both like done by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, whenever people come in and they have like ideas, maybe I feel like, you know, could be improved or something that like an unrealistic expectation. I kind of just assume that they don't have a lot of experience going to get tattooed and that's totally okay. Like, you know, how are they going to know, you know, so I just try to educate them and, you know, generally people respond well to it and, you know, I take my advice and I just try to let them know like, Hey, this is like realistically what to expect, you know, that way you don't get screwed over if you go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. So sure. what's next for you? You're doing a lot, a lot of traveling, right? Going to different cities and tattooing. Yeah, next week I'll be in San Antonio, and then from there we're going to Orlando. So we'll be out for a couple of weeks. Um, we're guesting with we're at in San Antonio. We're going to Ivory and Gold. Um, so that's owned by my friend Corin. Um, she does really awesome like anime, new traditional style tattoos. Her boyfriend he does Vans with Copic markers. Um, really talented, and they just hired another talented anime artist as well. So I'm really excited to work with those guys. And then um, in Florida, we're going to Fallen Sparrow Tattoo. Um, shop owner's name is Legion. Um, he does like uh, micro-realism and realism pieces. And there's a lot of cool artists at that shop as well. So that's a bigger shop, so I won't name them all. <laughs> but everyone there has everyone there is really cool. And that's actually where I go to get my laser removal as well. So. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be doing a yeah. little bit of removal session while out there? Well, I haven't scheduled it. <laughs> so I'll have to okay. see if um, I'm going to reach out to Taylor and see if he has availability because he's really cool. Nice. But yeah, after that, um, we come back for a couple of weeks and then we go back to Denver <laughs> for a few days before we fly to Knoxville for a convention. Man, you guys are all over the map. Yeah. And that's your traveling. Yeah, April, May. Yeah. Your boyfriend's also a tattoo artist, and you're traveling with him. Is that what you mean? With yeah, him? yeah. And what's yeah, if yeah, people want to? What's his? If people want to check out his work as well, what's his? Is he on Instagram too? Yeah, it's a Cloud Captor Tattoo. So Cloud Captor with an O. Yeah, he does anime and watercolor. He he can do pretty much any style, but he definitely specializes like in anime and watercolor. His watercolor is like amazing. I don't, I don't care to ever take on watercolor because I'm like, he does such a good job of directing everyone <laughs> to him. Um, and yeah, his anime style is really cool as well. So I definitely check out his work if you're into anime or video games. But that's actually the convention we're going to in Knoxville is a video game tattoo convention or VGT Con. Oh, cool. That's so awesome. I will uh, second that uh, his work and his watercolor is nuts. I've never seen it so done so well. It's he's you're right. He is incredible, <laughs> and his anime stuff is like <laughs> whoa. That is wild. So cool. Do you guys ever have a date night and you tattoo each other? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we talk about tattooing each other all the time, and it just never happens. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was our plans for Valentine's Day this year, and it's April, so. (laughs) Never did. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I noticed when we were there, so you have, your arms are pretty fully tattooed, but your one forearm is not leaving a little room for something special. Yes. So I, you know, like I said, when I, (laughs) when I was younger, I mean, like, like most people, you know, they're eager to get tattooed, so. You know, I'm like, I was like poor. <laughs> so I just got like little pieces and 
kind of um, started with more of like a traditional looking sleeve. Um, I've kind of moved away from that style. And, you know, as I love neo-traditional, I want more neo-traditional me. So I'm trying to do more bigger, more big pieces. And so, yeah, I'm actually just super indecisive on what to get or who to go to because there's so many artists I'd love to collect from. I don't mm. want to be too hasty because I don't want to run out of room. <laughs> yeah, sure. So that's definitely my advice for a lot of people. If, you know, don't rush into it. Yeah. yeah. Definitely find an artist, you know, due to social media, like you have all these artists laid out in front of you. Find an artist whose work you absolutely love and go to them and or multiple artists, you know, we call those collectors. So that's also like a cool way to do it. Yeah. Sure. Okay, we are at the part of the program where it's five o'clock somewhere where we ask you five quick questions to get to know you even more. Kiki Filigree, are you ready for this? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number one. Uh, name the best slash worst fad tattoo that you've seen that everyone got and may regret. Ooh, best or worst? Like, it's kind of like, oh, it was great at the time, but now it's like, oh my God, I'll give an example. Barbed wire around your arm. Oh, <laughs> like, at the time, no. it was super cool. Yeah. But now it's like, hmm. I think um, there's definitely a good trend with, like, tribal tattoos in the early yeah. 2000s. Yeah. Which, you know, there's a lot more significance to tribal tattoos than people were getting at the time yeah <laughs> sure i think a lot of people are regretting those now um i don't want to i'm not on a bash but right, right. Like, you know no yeah that's all good <laughs> all right question number two okay you're really into music actually while we were there playing a lot of music when we got tatted up um especially i fell like, in love with that one song uh hospital by lydia yeah, yeah. I put it on the radio Yes, it's phenomenal. Um, Good. Name, name a band. Name a band like that that changed your life. That changed my life. If you have one. That's really hard. There's a lot of great musicians. <laughs> um, I don't know. Life changing. That's really hard. I mean, I can tell you the best experience seeing a band live. Mm -hmm. Copeland, the first time I saw them. I actually saw them last week, but. Yeah. Um, when I saw them live for the first time, I was just like amazed at how they sounded live. Um, their music is beautiful. So that definitely, if you like Lydia, highly recommend listening to more Copeland. And I think you, Jason, I think you and I talked about Copeland a bit. Oh, yeah. Session, because I was talking about the show coming up. So, yeah. Yeah. Once definitely you. deserve. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, once you said Copeland, I was like, what did you just say? <laughs> I've loved them and for like funny. 20 years. <laughs> That's funny. And it's funny because I didn't grow up listening to them, but Hunter got me into them. And I'm like, where have I been? <laughs> <laughs> I know, they, they are phenomenal. They really are. That is the best feeling when you go to a show and sometimes you're not expecting even that much. And then you see somebody live and you're like, oh my gosh. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. That's a pretty cool like, feeling. The recorded audio just doesn't even capture, like, what they sound like. For real. Yeah. Yeah, the true emotion. I know so many bands you come across like that, and you're just like, this is this has changed my life forever. So that's literally a perfect yeah. example. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, question number three. 
Jason wondered if you're going to want to mention this, that you're originally from Lancaster. He's like, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> uh, what is the greatest thing about living in Newport Beach? And is there anything cool about Lancaster? <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you go right now, actually, the bloom of the poppies is pretty amazing. Um, that's kind of, yeah, that's what draws people there. That's yeah. about it. And it lasts for a couple weeks. <laughs> We've had a lot of rain, so um, that usually, that'll usually lead to like a really nice, like, super bloom. So, yeah, if you're in the area and you have time, definitely recommend driving up there and checking out the poppy fields. Other than that, no. How about Newport Beach? What's your favorite thing about living in Newport Beach? The food. Yeah. Yeah. The food options compared to them. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah, sure. Which leads us to our next question. Question number four. Okay, yes. We had some delicious tacos with you, obviously. Uh, What's your your one go-to food item that fills you with joy? Pad Thai. Is that the place that's like next door to the shop? That you were talking about? No. Oh, that was no, a couple actually, places. There's a couple places. Um, oh, you're right. That wasn't even. Yeah. There's a couple spots I go to. There's one near my apartment, and then there's one, um, like, in Fountain Valley. It's really good. Sweet. So, I always, I always love trying pad Thai. Different spots. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you want to name delicious. any of those restaurants? I don't know if you said the names of them. If people are in uh, the beach, they want to try them. Um, the one I'll mention the one in Fountain Valley. Um, it's uh, just Thai by Sushi on Fire. Nice. So um, I think they're a local chain. I know they have like a sushi spot in Huntington Beach. Um, I'm not sure about other locations, but yeah, I love their pad thai and everyone that works there is super friendly. Nice. Awesome. Uh, question number five, our final question, Kiki. Your art lives on people's bodies forever. How does that impact your work? Um, it's very impactful actually. <laughs> Definitely keeps me motivated to get better. I think sometimes as tattooers, we get caught up in our daily cycle and, you know, we often can forget what we're really the scale of what we're doing. You know, we start to look at people like, you know, their canvases. <laughs> yeah. But sure. I think when, you know, I really, st- when we really step back and like think about what we're doing, that really does make me just, you know, sometimes I'll spend hours on something just because I, I want it to be something that my client doesn't feel pressured to get and they feel really excited you know and it's really the moments when they like look in the mirror and they're like i've had a couple of clients get teary-eyed and then they got me teary-eyed i'm like oh, wow I'll do that <laughs> but yeah it's it's very it's a very impactful thing um definitely gives like a whole other meaning to my art i mean that it is. was really for us to get uh, a tattoo in honor of our dog that died like it really was like a healing yeah. It's so nice to do it and then to have it forever. And like, I look at the tattoo, and to me, you know, it's like the shadow of the back of her head. And it's like, I just feel like she's sitting there waiting for us. Very I know. So, thank you for being a yeah. part of that. Yeah, of yeah, course. Thank you for really, thank you for trusting me with such an important piece. And I, that really does mean a lot. You know, I've had people bring stuff that I have done multiple memorial tattoos. And yeah, definitely there is this slightly of like hey this is this is important like you need to take this as seriously as possible so and the fact that knowing that my client is like you guys trusted me with something so important that definitely I definitely always try to remember that never forget that when I'm doing it absolutely 
Well, you've been yeah. awesome to chat with. I also wanted to mention for anyone listening, besides bringing your own ideas to Kiki, she also does free drawings that are you only one person gets that design, but you can just pick like, oh, I really like that. Uh, so that's a cool idea too. If someone's like not really knowing exactly what they want, they can just see some of your drawings and pick one of them, right? And then no one else gets them. It's unique. <laughs> yeah. You better not it's... take the ones that I want, which is oh, five, yeah. Jason eight, wants all and of eleven. Them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, you have them memorized. I don't even think I have them the numbers memorized. I gotta like look back at my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was right. I know. I remember eight and eleven for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good memory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you for being on our podcast. And of course, thank you for our fantastic tattoos. You've been really great to chat with. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Julie and Jason. I really appreciate you guys having me on here and getting tattooed by me. And it's been a pleasure being invited here. Sure. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks. Welcome to the Afterpod, where we talk about our guest after they leave the room. That was Kiki Filigree, our tattoo artist. She's so sweet. I know she, she. You're not kidding. She's so sweet, so down to earth, cool, fun, yeah, and obviously an incredible artist. Yeah, she's really great. That's why I was kind of saying that when I was looking up other artists in Detroit, I didn't want to go to that one that hardly had any experience. But then I was like, wow, she hasn't been tattooing that long, but her work is so amazing. So I was all in. And yes. really, it was nice. Like, and I will say for people wanting to get a tattoo like I just sent a couple pictures and then she kind of took her own vision of of what we were looking at and yeah. it came out really cool and I, th- I think I, that's what I love though is that like she was saying I just think that the creativity that she could put into it along with the person you know being us at the time when we got ours I mean I think that's special yeah. I really do, and it, you know everybody's on the same. I mean, I don't know. So cool. I'm so happy. I don't even like you said. I don't know how you found her, but I'm so happy you did. <laughs> yeah, and I and I will say, boy, you really got to do some legwork on the tattoo artist you go to. Yeah. Because not my one. Luckily, this one tattoo that's kind of bad is on my shoulder, so I don't see it. It's on the back. Um, but that artist was really bad. But. This is, sounds so dumb. But you put money down on a tattoo, and if you change your mind, like they weren't gonna give me my money back, so I just wouldn't got it done. <laughs> but it's something that's on you forever, you know. So yeah. you really gotta, you really, you know, need to do some investigation, and and you should be as specific as possible with your tattoo artist of what you want. And sometimes you think you're being specific, but you. you really they can't read your mind Um, right but you also have to know whether or not it's an artist like kiki that you need to be open like she she's not looking to copy something she's looking to create a new idea with an idea you have maybe yes exactly i know yeah yeah it's that's i that's what i'm saying i just think and of course many artists are like her sure but it's just special um and any place that I ever got tattooed at, uh, it didn't, it didn't feel as like special. But that's yeah. okay. It doesn't mean that right. it wasn't special. It just didn't feel as special as this. And, and I mean, we were there for like ten hours because we oh both my got God, tattoos. We, were there. we also went and got food and brought it back. <laughs> yeah. We definitely, you know, got to get to know her a lot. Yeah. I was thinking, uh, what's what was your first tattoo? 
the the flames and the music notes on oh. my wrist. Yeah. Nice. God, that was like twenty something years ago. I know. Yeah, mine it was, was cool. I mean, we I, I I knew that guy, you know, and and a lot of my bandmates at the time and friends knew him, and they already got tattooed, so it wasn't like a. It was still cool, but totally, they did it totally different. You know, people didn't create tattoos the way that, at least nowadays, you know, I feel yeah, like yeah. so new to some of this stuff. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, for sure. It's always great to get a recommendation from somebody. Yeah. I got a tattoo. My first tattoo was in London, but someone here gave me a recommendation to a guy in London, and I just kind of randomly went to him. And that's when I got. Okay, we'll talk about bad fads. We should have talked about this. I have what is now a tramp stamp. But at the time, that's where everyone was getting tattoos. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because it's a shark. So right. It's a little weird. But I, you know what I would highly recommend to someone uh, getting their first tattoos? Somewhere where you're not going to see it. <laughs> because I don't yeah. really care about, like, it doesn't bother me that these tattoos aren't. I, I mean, the shark one, it came out exactly as it. I wanted yeah. it. But um I was glad I waited to get my ones on my forearms, the lotus flowers, and I went to someone really, really good. Once yes. you go to someone really, really good, like Kiki, you understand how other artists are not that good. Right. So Did you ever see her boyfriend's art? I just I'll saw some sh- of it. I haven't gone on his Instagram. I saw some of it on the wall. Because he also I think had some Redrawns, yeah, up there. He is like for what he I haven't does, seen his the watercolor thing. Oh my god, it's 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 nuts. I've yeah. never seen anything like so so amazing like that. It's tough to do that. Watercolor is not easy. It's kind of wild to be with someone who does exactly the same thing. Not exactly, but they're both tattoo artists. Yeah, yeah, they do the same. Right, I know. It's good stuff though. I guess. I like it. I guess that's a wrap, everybody. Yeah. Go to Newport Beach, get your next tattoo. Do it. If you want a Saturday appointment, you gotta wait sometimes months to get into Kiki. Yeah. It's worth true. the wait. Worth the wait, sure kids. Is. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time, guys. Thanks, guys. Love you. Thanks for listening to the Cause I Have To podcast. Find us on Instagram at Cuz I Have To Podcast. Email us at Cuz I Have To Podcast at gmail.com. If you know someone living their dreams, tell us about them. And if you dig what you hear, please share, share the, the podcast, podcast on, on your, your socials. socials so we can grow this baby. Okay, folks, until next time.